I've hit record and I I've said this before that I I always like to there's times when I'm sitting I'm in the shower or I'm somewhere and I wish that was when I had the microphone going and that was when I was doing my episode but and I feel like that right now and I'm also excited because it's been what 72 episodes since we had Simon on yep. the show and Simon <laughs> Welcome back, because I'm amped. Thank you. I am amped. Thank you. I, I'm amped, too. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Too long, to be fair. Really um, long. I think it's just been sort of a comedy of errors, or um, we just had trouble connecting, and uh, and now we're, we're connected again, so it's great. Glad to be back. Good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like when we first got the idea to, ha to have this episode or do this podcast together, which is we felt we were having weekly calls together, just general conversations um, that we thought were pr profound in some cases and thought, wouldn't this make a great podcast? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And we always had this when we would speak, we always said, oh, oh, we talked about this. We talked about this. That's how we got the name. This, this is how the name came up. Yeah. So. It's perfect. And and I've actually looked up recently to see if there are any other podcasts called We Talked About This. And for some reason, there is no other podcast with that name other than ours. It's fantastic. I love it. I've, heard, I've seen one variation. It's the famous We Need to talk about this. Oh yeah. Okay. For sure. <laughs> or we need to talk. Yeah. We all know that one. That's never a good conversation. But this one will be. I'm confident that it will be. And and uh, we've been bouncing around some ideas, some topics, and uh, I, I, you know, some of these topics are are just things that come up randomly. It, it, you know, driving, shower thoughts, all that kind of stuff. And the one that got me is the other day I was on my way to the gym. And a radio commercial came on. It was a jeweler, and it's and it was about earrings, I think. And they were talking a little, very briefly about diamonds for a second. They said the tagline at the very end was something like, "Because she never complained that the diamonds were too small, or because she never complained the diamonds were too big." Right. Yeah. And it just got yes. me thinking. Like, that's like societal pressure you're pushing. There's somebody listening to that who hears that and thinks, you know, going back to that, remember the whole three month salary is what you need to spend on an engagement ring. It just, you're pushing the societal, some guy in a marketing department is pushing the societal pressures on people that they should spend this money or feel guilty about it. And it bugs me. Yeah. No. And I know a little bit about this. I know how that whole thing started. Okay. And, and first of all, I know the commercial that you're speaking about. Um, I don't think we should mention the company because I don't think we can uh, without any kind of pushback. But I will say this. I hate the commercial. I hate all of their commercials. Me too. Um, I find them incredibly annoying. But it served its purpose, which is everybody knows what this company is. And I mean, if you're in a party somewhere or even just chatting with people at work or in the back of a car or whatever... All you have to do is name this company and everybody says the same thing. Oh, yeah. God, those yeah. commercials are brutal. But anyway, it served its purpose. Everybody knows the name. It's on everyone's lips. And, um, but sorry, going back to, and I, this does not mean that I'm an expert. I'm not an expert, but 
you did say. Do you know you, more than the average person <laughs> that's about right. a topic? That's right. Then yeah, you are then, an expert. That's correct. <laughs> um, and, okay, so all I'm going to say then is that this actually started, the, the whole idea of having um, or spending three months salary on um, a diamond for your loved one, for your your who will be your fiance or whatever it is um that started i believe after the war after world war ii mm. um and part of it had to do with uh it's de beers i think that is sort of like the diamond they're the keeper of all the diamonds basically it's, it's, yeah it's, it's almost monopoly. yeah um, and they, they stockpile all the diamonds. Diamonds, in fact, are worthless, worthless because they're, they're so plentiful that, uh, you know, that it's, it's ridiculous. But the beers, I think, only releases a certain number of diamonds each year, which makes the supply weak. Um, and the demand is strong, which then allows them to control the price of diamonds. By the way, I did do a quick fact check. Yes. You're half right. It, it is half? it is De Beers, but it yes. was in the thirties. It was in the thirties, okay. That's when they okay. but they did they and they did start this. You are absolutely right. Right. And so uh in order to sell more diamonds, uh and I'm guessing this was in the thirties, although I did think it was in the forties. Well they wanted um, to prey they, on people in the Great Depression to feel even more guilty about everything that was going on. No, and so that's why I think it actually happened in the for this part of it, like this this piece where they started to market the diamonds to more and more to um couples and say here's what you want to give as an engagement uh present right because i don't think diamonds were the this the standard like 150 years ago i i, I don't think that that's you know that 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 wasn't as a thing to give or to to have Correct. like uh... yeah i think other gems um i think other types of presents i mean you go back whatever a thousand years uh, maybe even not that far. It, it, there was a dowry that was given, right? So it was like you'd go to the family if you wanted to marry someone, and, and that you know they would be like, "Well, this is what you need to give us, right? Two sheep's and a goat. I don't know, whatever. I'm just mm -hmm. making that up." I, um, but that would be the dowry, and and so sort of the dowry kind of disappeared, um, and De Beers started this whole as a marketing uh, campaign. Uh, started the whole three months salary. Would, would the, that's the standard, and and you would get a, a nice big size diamond for your your loved one, and um, and that's how that whole thing started. Now I probably butchered the story, and I'm sure I don't have all my facts correct, but that's the gist of it. Um, well, and then, I think maybe the maybe there was some. I'm trying to think of where the, the fact they brought. So they did say there was. Uh, uh, you know, a slowdown in purchases because of the depression. Well, so the, for sure. Yeah. But and maybe that, that could actually that make, make you feel better that, okay, well, I don't know if you're, if you're out of a job and you're going to buy a diamond, an engagement ring, then three months salary might be like nothing or, or 50 bucks instead of like thousands <clears> if you had a job or something. Yeah. And then you've got people that have different jobs, different pay. Like you've got, you know, the guy that works, you know, in the 1940s, he worked on the line, right? Making whatever, whatever factory that he may or she may have worked in, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then you got the guy that maybe worked on wall street that made 
pretty heavy penny, right? Um, so you would be talking about two totally different size diamonds here uh, for three months' salary. But anyway. Um, well, I have a question. Do, did yeah. you use the three-month rule when you bought your engagement ring? I didn't. No. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't one month, but it wasn't, it wasn't three. So right. I think we settled on like two and then to be fair, like we picked it out together and then, you know, then I went and picked it up in secret and proposed at my speed. Like it was never predetermined, whatever. Well, that sounds time. like a, a topic in itself is the whole, did you, do, do you talk to Well, proposals, we did cover a topic, not you and I, but uh, Paul and I talked about, asking for the father's hand in marriage, that, yes. that tradition. But yeah. I was speaking to the, um, to the, to the tradition of the fact that you both picked out the ring mm-hmm. and, and had a, she had a say in it. And then mm-hmm. at some point you then popped the question. Mm-hmm. So you did, you did have some pre consultation on ter- in terms of the ring and the style of it and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's, that's the way to go. As far as I'm concerned, she's got to wear it for the rest of her life. So yeah. Um, did you know, I ever tell I you think- my story about the ring? What I was going to get for Annetta? I think you did, but yeah, go ahead. Tell well, me. Anyway. I'll just talk very quickly. I showed it to her sister-in-law, the concept I had in mind. It was a little bit different mm-hmm. than the usual. And, uh, her sister looked at it and she said, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, but you just, she saved you, right? That's... She, in the end, we, I showed Annetta what I would have picked. And she says, I'm really glad you spoke with my sister. Yeah. yeah so no, it was sure. a good thing in yeah. the end. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, just going back to the whole uh, diamond thing. I just, that whole concept of spending three months salary to me is... I think a silly notion. And I think a lot of people realize that now, but going back to when I think it really started was at the end of world war two, the economy needed to be kickstarted. And this was one of the things along with many, many other things, marketing, heavy marketing became a thing. Um, yeah. and then, and they started showing commercials, uh, or airing more commercials on, t- on, on the radio. And then eventually in the fifties when TV became, uh, more prevalent, they started doing commercials on TV to buy all kinds of things. So this was part of the beginning of that. Let's ramp up the American economy and let's make people spend three months salary on, on a ring. So- Again, I may have all my facts. No, you're right about bit. the ring, the diamonds, though. As 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 far as uh, um, jewels went, that yeah. apparently diamonds did not become uh, a big thing. They were not a big thing. Uh, what is it saying here? Uh, um, where did it go? Yeah. Well, while you look for that. Um, I will say that I think that a lot more people should abandon that theory. And I think in recent years, people have um, the, the notion of, of a diamond as an engagement present for your loved one is sort of has slipped a little bit over the years. I don't think it's as big. I've heard stories of people buying different gems. So, yeah, so you know. 
So it was, yeah, it's important to note that up until this point in the 30s, diamond rings were not the norm for engagement jewelry. And in order to change that narrative and improve their business profit, De Beers mm -hmm. claimed that diamond engagement rings were a true symbol of love and that buyers should commit one month of their salary to the purchase. Oh, it started with one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And that in the 80s, the number was up to two months and then out of that eventually turned in to three months. Okay. See, so there you go. My facts weren't entirely correct, but I, I that's I did okay. The spirit of it was right. The spirit of it was right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So back to the original reason why this irked me. Like, yeah. there, I, I found this with other things too, that just because it sound, it rolls off the tongue well, or somebody's packaged it into a nice advertising or marketing slogan, that there are people out there that then feel that's what it should be. So I just, that's that's what bothers me about it is is that somebody is pushing this out there and and it could be causing a lot of angst and and turmoil for people that think well I maybe I can't afford this or the the uh, the person receiving the ring thinks oh he's not he should be spending three months if he really cares about me right yeah um I mean that's hard to unpack all in one shot because if you go from the receiver side. Um, if she or he, I suppose, uh, is thinking that way, like, oh, this person didn't spend enough on this ring. Is that really the kind of person you want to be hitched to for the rest of your life? Yeah. That seems a little materialistic to me. On the other it's hand, a, well, there's plenty of know, materialistic going on out there. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. No kidding. But, you know, on the other hand, you do want it to be somewhat special. This is a kind of a hopefully, uh, once in a lifetime, uh, thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, want it to be somewhat special. So for sure, I think you should spend some money, but then it really depends on the person, right? Depends on how much you can afford and how much you're willing to afford. And I don't think that an actual amount should be put on it, but I completely understand it from a marketing perspective. If you can change how people feel about something that's marketing in general, right? Like you want to make sure that you get the most for what you're you're selling so anyway all right well um the next thing i wanted to talk about and this isn't by the way meant to be a rant by me but um i guess Go i got ahead. another one that sort it. of in this category is uh it's the phenomenon of when you go into a place where you're required to wait so it could be a, a waiting room at a doctor's office uh, a driver's license, you're getting your driver's license renewed, anywhere where you're required to wait. And, and typically these places you would put your, your name in, they know who you are. And, uh, and then, you know, I guess the only way to know whether it's your turn is to have your name said. Well, I was at the Apple store the other day, not a sensitive topic necessarily. It's not a, a doctor's office, but um, I was there and, uh, and Apple stores are packed usually a lot of people and I was getting my AirPods looked at because one of the AirPods has stopped working properly. So I was I, I took a number if you will logged in when I got there and, and I had an appointment with the genius bar and uh, I was there about <laughs> Did 10. Did they tell you to charge them? Um, no, I, well, I'll tell you what they said, but I guess the, the, the thing was, is that I was about 15 minutes of sitting there and all of a sudden I hear my name yelled out and I'm thinking for a sec, you know, like a name is a very personal thing and to have it like announced in a room with like 200 people, um, going about their business, albeit, 
and having your personal name just yelled out like this was like it just kind of irked me a bit and it just got me thinking like isn't that a violation of some sort or am i overreacting here was it first and last or was Good it just question was it just clark i think it was just my first name okay but it isn't always just your first name in these scenarios i know in doctor's offices that typically will be first and last oh, yeah. it's the first so and in last, this case yeah. i can't remember but yeah um okay so in the apple store i don't think i would be well i think you and i might not you may have a problem here because i don't think i'm i'm not it doesn't bother me so as, I am as much overreacting yeah i think you might be just a bit i think if you're going to the apple store okay first of all anytime you go into an apple store there's have you ever gone into an apple store aside from when it just first opens in the morning where it's not busy at all. Like I, no. that place is always a zoo. So, yeah. or it seems that way. So yeah. you've gone in, you've taken a product that they sell and you've gone for their technical advice on the product that they sell and it's busy. And in order to service the people that are there, they've got to take names and yep. then you're not going to stand there like an idiot, like just, waiting for 30 minutes you're probably going to browse a little bit close by so right. they're going to have to shout your name to get your attention and yeah. i i don't know that there's any way else to do it um yeah i mean you but, could with with phones and everything now you could have your phone beep with like a as alert soon as I, yeah as soon as i said that i'm like but wait a minute we live in the area or the era of you know, yeah, your restaurant table, your table's ready, and you get a little text. Your table's ready at Milestones yeah. or yeah. whatever you're picking no, your restaurant. You're, you're absolutely right. I can't really argue against that. But um, but again, okay, so if fine. Maybe they could do it differently in the Apple Store. But when you're in a doctor's office or the hospital, I mean, we had an episode here where I talked about my colonoscopy, I think. Uh, no, no. I talked about my, mine. You talked about yours, but I talked about my my uh, my. What was it? it was Testicular like uh, something. Examination. Like I had to get. Uh, yeah, you called like it a procedure. Ultrasound. Yes, we did. Ultrasound. That. Yes. That's an old person word, by the way. Procedure. When you're older, you have a procedure. Yeah. And we talked about that. Yes. Yeah. Um, procedure. I think oh. we mentioned procedure about 20 times in one episode. <laughs> That's right. But when I was sitting there in the hospital, they did call me. Now, when I went, it wasn't particularly busy fortunately so not a lot of people heard my name but also nobody really knows why i'm there i'm there to get an ultrasound it could be on my neck it could be on my stomach it could be on my foot i don't know whatever back nobody knows it was on my uh simon riley uh yeah. for the testicular ultrasound yeah that's right yeah like if it was like that okay then then you're breaching a little bit on the you know the or, or you, the privacy you, yeah, side, you, right? you, they call your name up and as you get to the counter, you're not quite there, but you're still within earshot. That's the, the testicular ultrasound, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Just to confirm that, sir, you're here for the testicular ultrasound. Yes. Yes, I am. Um, I think I would have a problem if, if someone was going to announce my actual reason why I was there. Uh, at the hospital yes. or the doctor's office. But if I'm in, you know, probably has happened. 
or, or what sure. I said, that example of saying it out loud enough that people can hear it. I think some of that situational awareness and you go um, as those pe- those workers there, they're, they're dealing with it all day, every day. And unless they've got, it's probably training to a certain extent to say, hey, everybody remember when you're talking mm-hmm. about medical things, you're not supposed to talk about it. They probably learned about that in their in their training. But maybe after rounds and rounds and rounds of it in a tired day, you then do slip to the whole, yeah, he's here for his testicular. Can you get Jack, Dr. Jack, yeah. the one, yeah, the testicular yeah. doctor? Okay. Yeah. 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 There's sure, probably not. Sure I happened. imagine he's not a st- 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 test- testicular doctor. There's probably a name for it. I, I think that it's hilarious that you just said that his name was Dr. Jack. <laughs> that's That's a whole issue right there. Anyway, you're right. Uh, um, should we move on? Yeah, uh, let's that move I'm, on. I'm, I'm, I'm unreasonable. I'm, I'm willing to accept that in an Apple store that I probably was maybe a bit unreasonable. All right. Um, okay. This, this is a topic that's been on my mind a while because it sort of came up a few months ago, um, and that is what are the what's the movie or movies that you have not seen that when you when someone finds out you haven't seen it they say mm. what you haven't seen that or like where have you been under a rock all your life like and mm. i i i have one that this provoked that response a few months ago and it was uh somebody was talking about the new top gun movie and uh i happened to say actually i haven't seen the original <laughs> Is that a real statement? Are you kidding me? I'm serious. Okay, I can understand the reaction of, oh my god, like how did you not see that movie? I've seen that I movie never a hundred times, and it's almost not an exaggeration. Yeah, no. That's... I've seen little bits and pieces just like flipping channels or a, a YouTube clip of something, like a, like a famous scene or like the planes flying. You, you would see it in the Best Buy or the Future Shops. They would always use that movie to demo the stereo surround sound TV systems. But right. that was my exposure to it. I never saw the movie from front to back. Okay, so you haven't seen the first one, but have you seen the second one? I haven't. And that's partially, okay. I figure I shouldn't until I at least get the first one under my belt, even though there may not, maybe it stands alone on its own, but I think I should see the first one before I watch the second one is my guess. Okay. So there are a few movies that I think that you should see in your lifetime, especially because that one is one of those movies that it's a bit iconic and there are lines in that movie that people will say in everyday life, like, you know, talk to me goose, right? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've said that to people as a joke. You know, you're just, you're trying to be funny. You're at a party or something like that. And you just, that line comes out. Mm. I So many people have used that. Um, but then there are all kinds of other things too, right? Like, I feel the need. I feel the need for speed. Like, there's just, there's, it's almost like. there's Clouds are parting, by the way, as you tell me this. I'm starting yeah. to remember hearing words, those phrases. Of course. And now I know what. Now where I know where they come from. So some of these lines from this movie have bled into like our culture. culture and they, yeah. yeah, they are part of our. And then if you say that stuff, that that's when people are like, oh yeah, Top Gun, you know, like stuff like that. Um, there are more lines from that movie, by the way. I'm just not going to go through them all, but sure. Um, but well, I have one for you. I have well, before you, for I just one thing I want to say that adds to what you're just saying, which was 
it, it's you it's it help things like this help you also understand Simpsons episodes because they are constantly Absolutely. like if you look at something like Citizen Kane and the Rose like I think he calls out about a rose or something like that the Rosebud Rosebud and that's been referenced in so many different things yet if you haven't seen the the movie you would have no idea and it's referenced occasionally and and, and so yeah and so so you've got uh, what have you got that's uh, you feel I, it sounds to me like I've got the grand master of movies, and you're not going to be able to come close. But I'd love that's, to know what you would consider one of that's your. That's pretty movies. big. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you've got a good one. I do have a good one too. We should rank uh, them one day. We should say here are the top five movies that if you haven't seen it, you better get to the bloody theater and see it, or or rent it, or whatever. I don't know if there is a top five. There's there. It would be a large list, but um, but I I never saw. Uh, Pulp Fiction, and I still haven't to this day. Okay, yeah. And I know that that's another movie. Like, if you bring that up, people are like, "What? What is wrong with you?" Like, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. And another one that I haven't seen that was around the same time was Kill Bill. I never saw that one mm. either with Uma Thurman. I just I've seen Pulp Fiction a few times, and I've seen uh, Kill Bill once. But I heard someone say they hated the movie. And it, it kind of turned me off of it. So I was like, and it was from when I, I respect it said that they hate Kill Bill. And um, I think I've seen scenes from it, but, and then the little bits of scenes I've seen have made me say, yeah, I can see why this is something I probably wouldn't like either. I think it would be fun to have like, say 20 or 25 movies and just rattle them off. And in some way have, um, I don't know, like a, you know how, like, a radio station will do, like, quick, like, rapid-fire uh, questions and you have to answer them in a certain amount of time? I don't know what we could build around a bunch of movies, but we should try. Like, like what, what if what if we could do, like, uh, have a bunch of movies. Can you say a line? Just one. One mm -hmm. line from each of these movies. Right. Um, I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I think that, that might be tough to put together. Well, we'll get our producer on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, 70 episodes later, I do have several. I have a staff now, Simon. Nice. Good for you. I'm, <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed, Clark. Um, so we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of under a time crunch today because uh, we both have to do other stuff. So I think we got time for one more kind of segment here. Um, I like your idea, by the way, on the movie thing, whether it's a trivia thing or we can, a yeah, contest we can of some out. kind. Yeah, I like that. Um, so what's, uh, speaking of which, I guess, what's uh, what have you been watching, reading, listening to, anything that's uh, uh, interesting these days? Um, well, uh, I have been reading a book. Okay, so I've read this book before, but I've, I've, I've gone back and read it again. And it's called uh, A Short History of Everything or something like that by Bill, Bill Bryson. Bryson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've it's a read great read. The first quarter of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great read. It is. Um, so I'm kind of trying to work through that again, um, my second go. And so that's the book I'm reading right now. And then, like, Netflix. I've watched a few Netflix series, like the the limited edition ones. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Are you a crown guy? Were you into the crown? I have not got into that yet. No. Great series. But I've been hearing negative things about the latest season. Oh, okay. I just watched The Diplomat, which was surprisingly good. Oh, is that with the guy? Uh, well, that came up on the show recently. The guy that's in that was in has been in a few things. Uh, yes. He's in another one called Kaleidoscope. Um, okay. What's his name? That I guy? don't know. R- Rufus I- Sewell? No. Uh, oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Anyway, you've been, so that's, yeah, yeah it's So good. The Diplomat, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it did win a couple of Emmys or something like that. Not Emmys, wait, that's daytime. Uh, what would it be? Uh, well, it won something. It wasn't Golden like an Globe Oscar. or is that movies? Well, this know. is a movie. Or no, it's a series. It's a, it's a limited series. Probably so maybe Golden it wasn't. Globes. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, it did win something um, or it was nominated for something and uh, it was quite good. I, I liked it. Um, I know we have a mutual friend who is fairly critical of certain uh, movies and, and shows. I'd be interested to get his take on it. but um, uh, It is Emmys, by the way. The Emmy Awards are an extensive range of awards for artistic and technical merit for the American and international television industry. Oh, there you go. Okay. All right. And, and the Golden Globes, well, I think there's the daytime Emmys. I think it's a separate I, thing. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I think yeah. there's there's two two types. So you got the soaps and all that fall into the daytime ones. Got it. Okay. So the diplomat, um, yeah, pretty. good. So it's good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought it was there were certain things about it that I thought were you know a little overacted, but TV in general is tough, right? Like it's it's hard, and and movies too. There, it's hard to, and I found the older that I get the more critical I've become, right? Mm. Like you've got to really make me believe that this is happening and I'm finding it, it's harder and harder. So you're, you're, um, uh, they call that something. What's that called? Um, uh, we use it in the theater all the time. Uh, suspension of disbelief. Yeah. 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 And, 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 but it's hard to, say. to do, right? It is. Mike finds that hard too. Our friend you were referring to, he, he finds that a little hard too, cause he's working on movies all the time. And mm-hmm. even me, the little bit I know just from his stories, I find when I watch movies, I do start thinking about how they did an effect or, or that right, like if you were able to bring the cameras back of like five feet, you would see the lights and the, and the, the guy, guy holding, holding the, the microphone and, and, yeah, and, yeah, and the, 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 the staff and... hanging out at the sidelines and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but okay, and then there was another one that I watched too called Florida Man, which is more. <laughs> it's fun. It would just be like a fun, kooky, limited series as well, and, and it was okay. And that's a play the on the term where it's always there's some Florida Man where something's happened. It's it's like the it's like a newsy news type of term. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, this guy was born and raised in Florida, but hates Florida, and he ended up. He never wanted to go back, ended up in Philadelphia, wanted, never wanted to go back, and I won't give it away, but circumstances draw him back to Florida, and he hates the fact that he's there the whole time. So, but I think it's a play on that whole internet meme of maybe. Florida Man. It's a, a meme that I just looked it up. 2013, it was popularized, referring to an alleged prevalence of people performing irrational and maniacal actions in the U.S. state of Florida. There you go. There you go. Yep, absolutely. It's definitely a play on that then. I did not know that. 
Um, for what about me, you? Yeah, so uh, well, I've mentioned this a few episodes ago that I I was watching Better Call Saul. I had uh, mm-hmm. I've wrapped that up. That's the I think it's a prequel to Breaking Bad or it is. sequel. I believe I it is. It's some overlap. I think I I finished watching Break uh, Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I I really enjoyed it. I love. It's not everybody's cup of tea. If you're a Breaking Bad guy, it might fixing my mic here. It might or might not work for you because it's if you watched Breaking Bad, did you watch it? I did. I loved it. It's Breaking Bad had that very dark, a lot of dark stuff. Uh, like Vince Gilligan uses a lot of symbolism and uh, you know darkness around things there there's dark a lot of you know what i mean by that darkness uh better call Saul doubles down on that it's much mm. slower pace there's there's symbolism there's the characters are d- deep and you see them from multiple dimensions and so better call Saul. i recommend uh at least try it if you like breaking bad at least try it uh, mm-hmm. and i don't know that you necessarily have to see Breaking Bad to like it, but it's kind of more fun if you do, because you do see some reference points. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing I did want to talk about, it's a little more serious, I guess, is a book that I, I came across uh, that our friend Mike, he's come up now a few times today, uh, that recommended to me, and it's called Discipline is Destiny. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a recently written book by a guy named Ryan Holiday, that talk it's a lot of the theme around it is about stoicism Mm. and it's very easy read stoicism which actually a lot of stoicism is fairly easy to digest i don't know if you have you had any exposure to like stoic type readings before um probably not but i've definitely had exposure to stoic type people okay well so a stoic is a person who can endure pain or hardship without their showing emotions or, or, mm-hmm. or complaining about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also like stoic philosophers and they'll, they'll kind of use, they'll just have a lot of like expression things that they just different ways of looking at things um, like, you know, that working, getting up early in the morning it may be hard to do, but because it's hard to do, it's rewarding. Um, uh, okay. Or if you've got a lot of pain in your life, rather than just medicating yourself to cover over it, try to get into the reasons for the pain. You know, do you need to be in better shape? Are you would would increasing your muscles help you? Um, you know, not be in pain, like things like that. So stoicism. This is a very, I highly recommend it. It's uh, easy to read. I actually bought two copies of it for a a couple of clients of mine who I think will will enjoy it. And uh, yeah, so it's called Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday. Um, So it doesn't mention if you have pain, you should drink. Mm. (laughs) While you're bringing that topic up. We did have the last episode called Sober Curious. Oh, nice. That's People a movement. Are, it is a movement. I, mean, I talked extensively, and I and uh, I guess you're not following. We talked about this. You're not up to date on latest episodes. Not on the latest, no. Um, but that's interesting. Yeah, the uh, that that movement. I okay. So <clears throat> to 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 steal a line from this actual podcast, we have talked about this. We talked about this, uh, and 
people's sober journeys. Um, my journey is not a sober one. Yeah. Um, I'm in an industry where uh, alcohol flows freely and um, it is often encouraged almost like that whole what you're not drinking oh my god get something into this guy like you know yeah um and it, i know that that's how yeah. my industry is too and the insurance industry is famous for this as well and i know exactly what you're talking about yeah but um you and i have had conversations about uh and and me specifically about pulling back on alcohol consumption because for various different reasons. I mean, we're not getting any younger. Um, you know, it's it's not exactly the healthiest of habits if you're doing large quantities on a frequent basis. Um, Even on a, you know, a little bit of a basis, apparently the, the health studies are saying that there really isn't any healthy amount of it, right. uh, even in small quantities. But obviously the more I you just, take, the worse it is. Yeah. I wonder, though, if... Like, I mean, do you remember when we were kids and they told us not to drink coffee because it would cause you cancer? And now it's well, that's like, total go ahead, drink coffee because it's great. It's good for your liver. It's good for your Opens blood. Your it's good for brain this. It's cells good for that. Or, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, it makes you concentrate better. It, uh, you know, it improves cognitive ability. Like, right. there's just 9 million other. Re- so I think the jury probably is still out on alcohol when it comes to even just moderate con- um, consumption. But, um, Going back to what I was saying about, you know, large quantities, even on a, on an infrequent basis, probably not the best play. And, you know, my my goal is to get to a point where I can only drink uh, or choose to only drink um, just a few times a year. You know, maybe around Christmas or New Year's birthday, some, yeah. you know, a close friend's party where, you know, you're going to you're going to. You're going to get into it and have some fun. But then that's what? Like that's five, six times a year. Mm -hmm. I think that that's probably, you know, where I'd like to end up. That's where I want to land. And then the rest of the time, just don't really drink at all. Yeah. Like my thing's been that I just don't think I can do it in moderation. Like, um, I've been watching. Did you watch Ted Lasso? I've heard a lot about it, but no, I haven't watched that. Good, Good series. Um there it's amazing how much drinking references there are in the show though you know it takes place in the uk so they're in pubs a lot and um they cope with various scenarios by drinking and so i do i do get like sometimes i'm watching and i'm I'm really glad that i'm not drinking and thinking yeah i don't need to go that road down that road but then there Mm -hmm. are other times where i'm like man it would be kind of cozy to sit in a little pub you know, and, and have a, a pint or two and, and just, you know, shoot the shit. And I've been saying that all non-alcoholic beer is, is, has been a savior for me. Um, but it's just funny that's how great. much it hits you in the face. Like, and that's been one of the hardest things for people is that it's advertised so heavily. It's in regular everyday shows. It's not seen as a, a, a forbidden fruit or a forbidden thing, like the way a drug would be like here. If you're watching a show where someone's snorting cocaine, that's usually a bad, that's usually something very <laughs> negative that's happening in that show. Um, yes. Whereas like two guys sitting in front of a pint of beer at watching a football game, it's kind of seen as kind of nice. So, mm-hmm. so that's the whole thing with booze is it, it just, it's just not, I mean, we do know the dark, ugly side of it. Um, of course. You know, it's 
destroyed a lot of families and it's led to a lot of people making really bad decisions. And, um, we do know about that yet. It seems to get kind of glossed over by the, uh, the advertising industry, the, uh, the fact that having it not abusing it is okay. Like it's not hurting people. So it's okay. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, why did you bring up booze in this case? Why did that come up? Um, I can't remember. What were we'll have we to go back and about? listen to it. <laughs> well, we can yeah. go back and listen. Um, uh, I probably just wanted to hear the sound of my own voice. It's been so long since I've been on this. I just throw it random stuff in. No, I don't think it was random. I think I actually... There, there was, was a reason. Point. We'll go back. Yeah. See, other We people, probably haven't... Yeah, we haven't wrapped it can up. can hit 15 second, 15 second, 15 second, 15 second, 15 second, and go back to when you brought it up. Oh, that's why he brought yeah. it up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But somebody, I, will, somebody will comment on it and be like, oh, you guys started talking about this, and that's why it went here. Well, I should use the opportunity if you do want to comment as a listener. We really value your feedback. We value your input, topic ideas. We talked about this 99 at gmail.com. Uh, and Simon has frozen and he just, he just left. Oops. Hopefully I'm still being recorded. Uh, so I'm all alone here. Uh, we were about to wrap up anyway, and I'll see if Simon comes back. Uh, but if not, that may be his goodbye. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to just wait here for a sec to see if he comes back. But, uh, yeah, we talked about this 99 at gmail.com. Uh, send us uh, a note, feedback on the show, topic ideas. And hey, even if you want to maybe be a guest on the show, uh, reach out. We'd be happy to hear from you. And I don't think Simon's coming back. So I think I will uh, wrap the show up there. Uh, good to have Simon back. Thanks, everybody who listens to this show. We really do appreciate it. And I don't think we said anything too bad. So uh, nephew, this will be a nephew-approved uh, show so you will be able to listen. So um, bye for now.